Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. America's home for college sports. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light. Dilly dilly. And also sponsored by McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC. Developing long-standing relationships with the clients we served since 1959. Now it's time to talk BC football. Alongside head coach Steve Adazio, here's the voice of the Eagles, John Meter Perel. Boston College Eagles are 4-1 for the first time in nine years after beating Temple on a memorable Parents' Day weekend and encounter 45-35. Hi, once again, everybody. Great to have you with us at Jake and Joe's in Waltham off of Route 128. John Mita Perel with Pete Cronin, my broadcast partner, and the coach, Steve Adazio. Coach, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, John. It's heck of a win. You call it a gritty win. You call it a gutty win. You say you're lathered up now. You're ready to go. You're ready to move forward. We love that at the end of the game. No, he said leathered up, or, not lathered. <laughs> Maybe we lathered too, but leathered up. Leathered too. That's, yeah. I, I equate it as the same thing. But you got to watch what you say nowadays. That's true. You do. You get yourself in trouble get in a hurry. Yeah. You make sure you listen. It's my motto. I've heard that. Yes. Uh, but either way, four and one after five is very satisfying. And uh, take us back to Saturday and how it all shook down. What were you most pleased about? Well, I thought, you know, I thought we played a, a very physical game. I thought we, uh, you know, we were explosive on both sides of the ball. Um, I thought we competed really hard, overcame adversity, and, uh, you know, kind of went after that team. I thought Temple was a good, strong team, an athletic team, a physical, tough team, and I thought it was a good win to get, you know. And, uh, you know, once again, we spotted them some points, and, uh, you know, we have to overcome that. And, and that's not like us, but but it's been like us lately. Um so I thought we battled hard. I thought on offense we ran 105 plays, the most plays ever run here. And, um, and I thought we wore them down and, w- and really kind of went after them and really had probably an opportunity to put a knockout punch earlier, but we had a few penalties in a row that kind of took a drive or two away from us. But I thought we, I thought we played well at times. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to see us tackle better on defense. I'd like to see us, uh, therefore, do a better job stopping the run right now. Uh, but we're creating, you know, we're in tops in the conference in sacks and TFLs and um, and and, and uh, interceptions. So there's some good things, uh, but but there's some things we we got to we got to get better. And opportunistic defense, you're plus four in turnover margin now. Hampshire's, we talk about them every week. That interception we thought turned the game. Great ball skills. He has three picks now this year. What is what is his uh, best attributes at the moment? Well, I mean, I would say that, you know, um, you know, Hamp is a guy that has made those plays right along. Um, so I think that's been the TFLs, the interceptions and the sacks have been is, have been the great things on defense. But we've got to play better total defense and better run defense. 
Um, and those are things that we've got to we've got to do a better job, and we got to get off the field. You know, we're not getting off the field. Um, so that's something that we're going to stress tomorrow in practice. We're going to go back and do a lot of tackling. Um, I think it's a byproduct of you know not not doing a lot of tackling to be honest with you. Um, so and then of course we lost Lucas, and we couldn't make a move. You know when they started picking on the young guys in the corners, uh, we would have liked to put Lucas a corner and Mike Palmer safety, but we lost Lucas, so we lost that chess move. So we were forced with a couple of young guys who are doing a great job, but these teams have these big receivers and they're kind of going after them a little bit. And I was I was really impressed though uh, with uh, approximately four minutes left in the half. Game was in the balance, and we were speculating you're going to get one possession. You got two possessions off two picks. You get 14 points. I mean, it just it flipped. We were talking about getting momentum before the half, and in spite of some of the challenges the defense had faced, talk about opportunistic. It looked like that was a, a critical part of coming, get going in at halftime with a lot of momentum. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, we are we have been very explosive on both sides of the ball. We're an explosive team, and that's that's a good thing. Um, you know, um, so I think there's a lot of potential there, but, you know, spitting the ball to him on a kickoff return is not what you want to do. Um, mishandling a, a, a fine snap on a punt's not what you want to do. I mean, we, that could have been a disaster, but we think we either picked it or we not, that's where we knocked, knocked it out of his throwing motion and got the fumble. But in either case, they had the ball in the red zone. I mean, that, you know, it's like we, we, those are the things that got to got to go away. They got to go away. I mean, they're it's annoying to watch, you know. And we got to get rid of that because um, if you get rid of those things, that's a different you know, game. They're different games. Like we give up a seventy-five yard run. Like, come on. I mean, that you know, and one guy didn't get in his gap. We give up the run, and you know, that's an explosive. And that came followed up with another quick score. Oh, the fumble, the scoop yeah, score. Scoop. So that was fourteen points within like a minute and a half, you know. And it's like puts a whole different spin on the game you know it does but zach allen was a disruptor huge he's been tackles, that way two tfls couple sacks they, yeah. they couldn't block him they were going up with a freshman against him that's a mismatch yeah. Yeah. he has been that way and he gets better every game it seems he and wyatt both have been that way i mean it, you know that's what i'm saying it's 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 the highs and a little bit of the valleys we got to get rid of some of these valleys because we're we're capable on either side of the ball to to really be explosive you know and we dropped some balls on offense. I mean, we ran 105 plays. We had a we, we had like you know almost 29 minutes of possession. Um, we had two backs run for over 100 yards, and we had uh, I think we're leading the league in explosive plays right now. So, um, you know, well, two things you had you want to talk the explosives. I keep on official stats. I had you uh, with 10, 10, 10 uh, big plays, 10 yards or more, and two explosives of 25 and 52 yards. Getting ten big plays—that's biting yeah. big bites of the apple. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the other side of it, unofficially, of course, six drops. What does that do if you've got two drops? I mean, it's, it, I got a touchdown on here, potential touchdown on here. But that's all a matter of focus, is it not? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just trying like heck to work on squeezing that stuff out. You know. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you. you you're running 105 plays, you're going fast, and that's helping you create so many explosives. But on the flip side of it, we had a few holding penalties that are a byproduct of guys being gassed, and they're grabbing on a little bit, and it's not necessary. So you're just trying to figure out, you know, you know what I still like the ability to go fast and create a lot of stress because I think we've never been more explosive. So I think some of these things are going to be byproducts of that, you know, a little bit, you know. 
Although I saw a couple of player interviews and the questioning was around fatigue, yeah. both on offense and defense. And to a man, no, we're in great shape. We're there, so they're not buying into the yeah. we're tired stuff. Well, they're they're in great shape, but you know, it's hard on a lineman to run 105 plays. Um, you know, when when you know, a lot of teams are running 60 something plays. So does that have an effect on? Obviously, have an effect on how you go into this week, the battle you had with those guys, the physicality of the game, the issues around guys getting banged up, obviously influences the way you approach this week. Plus 105 plays. I mean, that's a lot. That's a that's a long day. It's a long day at the office. Yeah. Do you slow it down this week in practice, or do you just keep it? Well, you know, we got a lot of guys that won't be practicing tomorrow, so. We're going to stay with what we did last week because I liked what we did last week. We might trim it back a little bit of time off of that. You know, you know, it's. It, I think I said the press conference today. It's a. It's a fine line between. I felt like we didn't do enough the week before. I thought we had the right mix last week. This is a new week. What's the right mix? Uh, we're going to see. I mean, um, you know, right now we're going to push it just a little bit. I think. You know, I still think we need to push it. So, we're going to push it a little bit. But I'm conscious of the fact that. You know, it was a very physical game. We got a lot of guys out of practice. Means more guys are taking more reps. Mm -hmm. So I got to watch it closely. You know, and I'll monitor it. I'll just monitor it as it's going. If I feel like the team looks gassed, then I'll pull it back a little bit. It was a ferocious hitting game as well, including the three targeting penalties. Yeah. Was there a point? Well, as advertised. Pete thought it was a throwback game. Was there a point in the sideline where you're thinking, all right, they're a little bit too overzealous on the other sideline? I mean, I just felt like I knew this would be that kind of game. I, we prepared our team for the fact that it would be, and it was. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was a, our guys would tell you it was one of the more physical games they've, they've been in. I mean, it was we were going after each other hard. You were. You know, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there playing a lot of teams, and they're not games like that, you know. Um, I mean, the team we're playing this week has only played four games. Right. They had a game against West Virginia that was canceled. And uh, Kind of so, wish they played that one. See, yeah, kind of figure yeah. out what they got. Yeah, well, but you know, I, let me tell you what they got. I've watched them. They're, they're, they got a lot. They're good. The quarterback's good. The running back's good. Their line's good. Um, they run the ball really well. They they got big receivers. They're very talented. I think on offense. Um, on defense, I said, well, they lost a lot of guys on defense. I flip on the tape, and all of a sudden, they've got some big dudes in the center of that defensive line, and they've got some linebackers that can flat run. They've done a great job recruiting. I think this is a talented football team now. You know, I think this is clearly the most talented football team that we have played to, to, to this point, you know. And uh, so we're going to go into, and they, and they appear to be healthy and fresh as a daisy. So, you know, we're going to go into a, uh, a tough deal. Isn't it a bit of a benefit, though, by comparison, say the, the Temple last week in Purdue the week before, they're real, really unknown we're going to, down to North Carolina State, been there, done that, kind of know what you're getting into, having familiarity with the opponent would, in my opinion, be a bit of an advantage uh, because you're not dealing in the unknown. I mean, I think we've been in three real contests. You know, let's talk about Wake Forest now too, right? I think Wake Forest got a really good offense, you know, and we were in three really good contests, and we've traveled on the road now twice. So that part of it is good. Now, Honestly, I mean, I'm just worried about the health of our team going into this game right now. That's what I'm worried about. And there's not much I can do about it, but, you know, you, you certainly want to go down there with, with a healthy football team and, and all your weapons and manned. You know, that's that's what my hope would be. Um, 
you know, because it, it's going to be a, a tough environment. It's supposed to be 85 degrees. Uh, you know, he's pleading to his fans to fill the stadium so that they can, you know, create a great home field advantage. Um, you know, we got to have a great week. I think we'll go down. I think this is a football team that's been through the we're, – we're going into game six. We feel like we're going into game nine. Yep. yep. You know? no, and when, when you you played as advertised a week ago, physical, Boston College brand, you know, just that, that's your tough – now you banged up. You still want – you cannot – can ill afford not to be your brand when you go – but you're also – dealing with some issues with, with numbers and personnel. Yeah, we're, we have to be our brand. We've got to play fast. We've got to go down there and be a physical football team, and we've got to hope that, you know, um, we've been in those contests and uh, really, really some really tough ones already, and uh, I think that does help you. Um, and uh, I just, we have to do a great job this week of getting the work done that has to be done, but doing a great job of trying to manage, you know, uh, making sure we go down there as a, uh, you know, as a, with some juice, with some physical juice, you know. Um, so I got to be careful. Where do you stand? I know it's only Monday. Where do you stand with A.J. Dillon's status? You know, I don't know. Um, you know, all these guys are, are in the training room. They're all working. I mean, I'd probably have a better picture of that, you know, later in the week right now. I mean, it's hard on Monday. It's players are, you know, in the training room, but they're off. We come back in Tuesday and, you know, typically guys that are a little dinged up or are in some form incapacitated on a Tuesday. I think I'll have a better feel for this thing come Wednesday. Yep. Um, so. Well, we, the good news, I suppose, is necessity being the mother of invention. You, you talked about being fully aware of Ben Glines and his capabilities. Yeah. The fan base all of a sudden went, wow, where did this kid come from? Not a bad position to be in where you've got two guys you can count on tugging the thing. You know what? We have Benny Glines. We have Travis Levy. Um, we have this young guy, um, David Bailey. You saw just small glimpses of him, but we really feel like he's going to be a special guy. Um, and then, of course, we have Davon Jones that we can pull on, too. So we have depth and we have experience and we have some speed and some size. So and, and we've got a lot of good players. We got a lot of good players. So, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm optimistic. Um, but let's see what the week brings. I guess encouraging us, at least, A.J. bounced back right away. He wasn't in the locker room. He came out on the sideline. He looked like he was exhorting the team. He was out there doing what he could do, walking around a little bit. So it wasn't like he was, I don't know, from our standpoint, it looked like he was okay, maybe on the sideline at least. I know you got to tell during practice. But good news is you're right in terms of guys that you have behind him. And we always talk about lines. It seems like every carry is four or five yards. And that's the great sign of a, of a running back, isn't it? It is, and he's, um, as Frank Prino tabbed him, the toughest kid on our team. He's highly conditioned. He's a guy that can go a lot of reps without having to come out. Um, he's, he plays in balance. He plays with a low pad level. He's got outstanding hands because he's really a receiver hybrid running back. So you can do a lot of things with him. Um, no, nah, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's been terrific, and it's been steady. So it's not some, you know, new phenomena here. So we'll, we'll, we'll be fine, um, you know, and uh, no matter – it, it doesn't matter. Saturday's coming, and yeah. we're going to go down there and play a football game, and that's the way Cronin's it is. Cronin's got a new name for those Well, guys. I've already decided I'm, I'm christening them junkyard dogs. I mean, he, he's a junkyard dog. 
and, and it was very clear that he... Now, be careful now. You really have to think before you speak nowadays. When you put labels on people right now... Am I offending any dog Well, you might be a dog person. You might... They might take offense to you using junkyard dog. I don't know. Or a wrestler. Huh? A wrestler, the great junkyard dog. Well, I'm, I'm you know, sure you, you walk a fine line. I'm just, I can, you know, you every day it's a fine. Like, you know, John's very careful, but Pete walks <laughs> a fine line. Sharp as that knife, right there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Put my butt double oh, runners boy. on. You kidding? But no, that, that just the, you know, we were talking about the 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 need for these guys to emerge, to emerge. These guys who just yeah. just fighters and warriors, the word you use. And they have such a positive and infectious effect on the people playing around them. Yeah, they you know, do. it's a real, it's a real nice. It was nice to see that, yeah. especially with an opponent who advertised themselves as being just like Boston College. We're, we're athletic, we're we're skilled, we're physical, we're tough. Think of the the, the interesting comparisons of Philadelphia, where that where that university sits geographically. Of the community it sits in compared to Chestnut Hill, quite a diverse yeah. uh, comparison. Well, it's, you know, I coach there, and it's a whole chip on your shoulder mentality, you know, and uh, and 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 I just think that uh, you know, and they they they, <laughs> they can recruit all over. So they've done a really good job. They had a, I thought I think they have a really good team. I told Jeff that after the game. Um, I think they can win a lot of games. I agree. You know, but like like us. Um, a lot of people tell me after they play us, though, that sometimes it alters them for a couple of weeks because, you know, they're in a real physical game, a lot of opponents that we play with us, and sometimes they stumble a little bit after they play us. And I could see that, you know, and, and, and likewise for us, you know, that, that's what we were in. Right. One of those old-school brawls, you know. Yep. Backyard brawl, yeah. battle of attrition. Cronin's loving that, loving every second. I yeah. enjoyed the game. I know you did. This is the BC <laughs> Football Show from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. We're back with more. After this, from Anheuser-Busch. Third down and seven for the 48. The give to Dillon. East-West run. Past the 50. Could be gone. 35, 30, 25, 50, 10, 5. Touchdown, A.J. Dillon. The preseason ACC Player of the Year explodes for 52 yards. Live from Jake and Joe's, you're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. A.J. Dillon with 161 yards and two touchdowns before he exited with an injury. It'll be BC and NC State upcoming in Raleigh on Saturday at 12.30, 12 o'clock, our broadcast time on the BCIMG Sports Network. Coach, we talk about it every week. Your offensive line has been punishing, led by Chris Lindstrom, John Baker. Those guys have just elevated their game every week. What are you most pleased about their play? Well, I mean, you said it. I mean, they're, I think they're playing at a high level. Um, we're, we're blocking people. You know, and uh, I told you a week ago, even in that Purdue game, they played well. And uh, they played well here. So they're doing a great job. They're finishing blocks. They play well together. They're leaders. And uh, they're doing a good job in protection. I mean, it's a good it's a good unit. And uh, that's why I think you can see other guys come in and succeed as well, because there's good holes in there to run through, you know. And also a veteran unit. What is it now, Pete? 166 combined starts. You had that stat after. I got 159, but that's subject to change. 159 <laughs> starts amongst the, the starting five. That's Croton math. BC math. It could be off by a few, but close. Should be good if, make, it's, if make it's my BC point. math. Yeah, you make my point. But I, there's uh, being in the system, not much has changed. Of course, coaching change. And and uh, looks like Phil's doing a heck of a job. Yeah. You, you've stayed healthy in that in that with that group. I was impressed with uh, 
with uh, Dylan's touchdown run, his long touchdown run, Tommy Sweeney blocks two guys. I said, okay. So they get in the tight end, who's a, who's a, a pretty impressive uh, receiver. Now he's out knocking people down. I said, that's a, a pretty good combination. And Jeff Smith at the end of that play was also high-walled one of the guys in pursuit all the way down the field. So, yeah, I mean, they're doing a great job up front, the tight ends, everybody in the, in, in the run unit. And uh, so I think, you know, but we have enough balance and enough skill and enough ability to strike you in the play action and in the drop-back game that, you know, if you just want to say, you know, we're going to load the box on you right now, then you're going to be some gaping opportunities for us there to make plays. And we had a couple of great opportunities, uh, made a few, and, and, and missed a couple that we had that were drops. So... It was encouraging, too, to see Anthony Brown last couple of weeks. Kind of, he, he seemed to be, his tendency was to bail laterally. Turned it around this week. Went upfield, made a couple guys miss, got physical on a tackler, picked up some extra yards. Gotta, that's got to be encouraging to you. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, uh, he's getting that back again. You know, I was watching some tape last year. I was watching, actually, the NC State game before he got hurt last year, and he was running really well. Um, I think he's slowly, you know, that's starting to come back in again. That hasn't been much of a factor this season yet. That's another piece that I think if that were to really start to come together, I mean, that makes him quite dangerous because he really was a good runner, strong, and he has good speed. Um, so that piece, I think, uh, you know, would be a nice piece to gain back here down the home stretch. And Sweeney made a spectacular catch. He did. Besides was, uh, his blocking, that was an NFL caliber catch, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. It, I mean, I saw that, and I, and. and Anthony uh, pulled up a little early, let it out a little early, and I said, oh, we missed that opportunity. But all of a sudden, Tommy kind of tipped it, flipped it, and came down with it. And then, you know, he made, a, he made another nice cut, catch in the end zone. And he, he's, he's doing a great job and, and uh, um, you know, quite a weapon, really. Oh, he's an unbelievable weapon. He's kind of robo-tight end right now. He yeah. fits the role. And you got a lot of those guys, We though. do. We've yeah. talked about that a lot this year. Ray Martin, Cora Madrizi, Hunter Long, Chris Garrison. Jake Burt. Jake Burt. And then you got the young guy who's a really talented guy, Hunter Long. Right. right. So yep. you're just kind of letting those guys uh, roast a little bit. And yeah. Just, you know, they're biding their time, right? We play them, and, you know, you need them all. I mean, we play with two on every down, so, you know, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a tough position, right, because they block a lot and they have to run a, a lot in our passing game. So they can get, you know, they can get gassed up pretty good. Tommy Sweeney played like 100 snaps. Oof. Is that going to fly in 185 degrees? Does that worry you? Probably not. Probably not. But that's why we have depth there that we can roll those guys. Yeah, and that's, when you talk about your offensive line, you've got some depth there, although you tend to you know, work with a core group, get some depth, maybe two or three other guys who can, who can, you can weave in. Tight end, same thing. you got some depth at running back, so wide receiver. So that if you get down in a hot place, yeah. you, you've got a – now, do you have a – a, uh, a coach that keeps track of how many plays the guys in the game? No, you don't? <clears throat> no. no. We don't have any uh, high-tech device. You know, they have these uh, meters they put on these guys. Seriously, they do. And they can tell you how many reps they're taking. And I forgot what they call them, but, uh, you know, we don't have access to that equipment there. So no. You look for the guys that get the faraway look in their eyes. Yeah, we have the old, we have the old method. <laughs> how does he look? <laughs> ah, he's good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So give him some Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's all good. It all is, good. It is all good. With NC State on the horizon, they're undefeated. They're 23rd in the AP poll. Very talented. Seems like we talk about that every year. Starts with Ryan Finley, veteran quarterback, Boise State transfer, NFL prototype. Uh, what's your biggest concern? 
I mean, you just said it. <laughs> Ditto that. I mean, he throws the ball really well. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience. He's a really good leader. Um, he's very accurate. I mean, he's arguably, you know, one of the very best quarterbacks in the conference, right? Um, some would probably have him number one. Others would have him in the top three. Uh, but, uh, you know, they got one there. You know, and he's good. And uh, and they've got some receivers that go really nicely with him, you know. So Kelvin Harmon. Yeah, yeah. Big. 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 Yeah. Yeah. How much do they miss Naheem Hines and those backs that they well, lost? I mean, you know, they're great players, but I mean, the uh, you know the guys I'm watching on tape are pretty talented. Uh, I saw number twenty, you know, uh, run through like several arm tackles. Um, yeah, I was actually very impressed with them. So they have. I, I'm impressed with their football team. I, I mean, I, I think they got a really good football team. And honestly, I thought maybe they had lost a lot and it would be a little harder. But they got a good football team. They do. That's a fact. You'll see. No, I think Dave Dorn's done a very good job. You talked about that a little bit today. Kind of yeah. culture that he's rebuilt down there, yeah. too. And they also have, whenever you lose Bradley Chubb, I mean, that's tough to replace. It's like replacing Harold Landry. It seems like they haven't missed that much of a beat. Well, I mean, uh, they're more veteran on offense, for sure. Um, I mean, you miss a guy like Chubb now. Oh, Those yeah, guys absolutely. don't come around every day. So, you know, but that doesn't mean they don't have some quality players, but... In which they do, but I mean, that guy was special. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a difference maker. You know, you hate it when, when you know you don't want to lose your difference makers. You know, whether they're by injury or whatever, difference makers are hard to come by. First round draft picks don't come around every day, so you know, those guys, uh, those guys are impact guys. So they're they're, this is their second ACC game at Virginia last week. Hard to gauge kind of where Virginia is, but looked like they handled them pretty handily. Um, so, big game for both. You've got both your teams are in the in the same conference within the uh, same division within the conference. So this is a this is a the, the first of many in succession. But you said it before. You focus on who's next. Doesn't matter what's out there. You got to focus on what's but who on who's next. So this is a big game yeah. for them too. You know what's amazing, and I know you noticed. It's just like <laughs> what week isn't big. They're all, all big. big. I mean. You know, you say it's a big game. Well, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, they're all big. They're all monumental. They're all huge, you know. I mean, every game we play is going to be like this. There, there's not going to be any game you're going to say, oh, whew, that's what a relief. I mean, <laughs> not now. Not, not, not the next seven. It's no. all about the ACC. Not now. It, that's the beauty of college football. It, every game is a one-game playoff. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can't lose games. And some leagues are tougher than others, you know. But um, we're, I think we're in a particularly... I tell everybody about the ACC, the bottom is up, you know, the bottom is up. And uh, so when you're going through this league right now, I mean, every week you're, kind of, you're just in it, you know, you're in it. And, and you got to watch out, you know. And uh, yep. crazy, man. So it didn't surprise you that Syracuse almost stunned Clemson? I mean, I heard Clemson's quarterback was knocked out of the game with a concussion and they don't have a backup. So, I mean, I'm sure that had an impact on the game. Right. Um, so I don't, I mean, again, you know, last year, losing Anthony Brown in the middle of that NC State game had an impact on us. Yep. Um, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> you lose an impact player, it's going to hurt you. You lose your quarterback, it's really going to hurt you. So, you know, those are those are hard things. And Syracuse has got a, a, a hell of a quarterback themselves. So, I mean, it's not like they they don't have good talent, too. So those things happen in, in, in games. Um, it's funny, last year, I think, when they played Clemson, uh, 
what's his name came out of the game too. He had the uh, the ankle injury and he didn't play in that game. Their starter. So, you know, it's this an interesting. Those two play each other. It's been interesting the last couple of years. But I know that it was a really close game. It was a battle, and I'm not surprised by that, given the fact the quarterback was out of there either. You know. Right. Um, but you know what? I got enough to worry about right now. I really don't care about Syracuse or anybody else, to be honest with you. I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but not my problem. They'll down the road. Next. next. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about Take next. Take the ticket. Yeah. It's all about next. And we should also mention, if you're going to the game this Saturday and Friday night as well, join the BC Gridiron Club and support the Football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes. There'll be a big one on Friday night. An unprecedented team and program access. Sign up today at bcfootballgridiron.com. These guys are party central. I can't wait for the day. One day, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what, I'll be flipping those hot hamburgers, <laughs> watching everybody, going up to the coach when they come down to Eagle Walk. Go get them. Go get them, coach. Not a care in the world, man. Just happy. Happy every day. That's the Christian. Go home, way. flick on the TV. And what am I going to do on Sunday today? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch golf today. Why not, right? A little yeah. Ryder Cup? Yeah. That would yeah. be, be nice. But hey. Eat a dish of macaroni, have a nice meatball. Right up my alley. H have you yeah. found the perfect the meatball yet? I already told you that. You don't listen? I, I do listen, but I short term. My favorite loss. meatball is that limoncello's. That's my that's favorite. A, that's meatball. the perfect one. That's, hey. a, that's my favorite. Okay. Everybody's got a different favorite. I think it depends on the kind of gravy your mother made or your grandmother made when you grew up. Everybody's got a little different take on that. So you know, did you I mean, I'm not going to impose my will on it somebody else, but that's what I like. you got to decide that for yourself. Now, let me ask you something. It's a personal thing. What's, it is. What do you call that, that orange stuff that you put on your pasta? What do I call it? Yeah, you call it sauce. sauce. The Italians call it gravy. Gravy. <laughs> I okay. get you. All right. I got you. Okay. Yeah. You're dealing with it. I'm, I'm looking for the perfect really, matzo ball. What can I tell you? Not sure I have much experience there. <laughs> I like a matzo ball. But nothing, nothing wrong with a matzo ball. Katz's Deli. I would have said Katz's matzo, but you're saying matzo. I say both. You could say both. Is it okay? I don't yeah, want to okay. offend anybody. Don't, don't offend anybody. It's all right. I'm not offended. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just learned something new. You could say matzo. It's like, it's or like when it's like when somebody uh, you know they say uh, manicotti. Oh, it kind of offends me hurts. a little bit. You that know what I mean? Fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah that, yeah, that hurts. I don't like that. So it's very all about much. the gravy for you, is what you're saying. Gravy, the good gravy. Cronin yeah. and I are waiting to go to lunch. I actually, I think it's. I mean, I, I, I like good bread. Yeah. The bread is, you know, the bread is a difference maker. Now that's at Lemoncello's. The bread is just beyond belief. You know, I mean, that bread is something else. You need the right water for the bread. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know soak up the gravy. Is the brico, that the brico bread. It's delicious. It's, it's delicious. You dip it. Oh, it's a good yeah. thing we're at Jake. How come all how come all hungry. the how come all the husky guys like bread? Well, there's a reason they call us husky. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Can me both you guys look like yeah. uh, you've lost a lot of weight over there? Uh, we've lost hair. I don't know about weight, but we're you're doing all right. Hey, we're at Jake and Joe's, and try the food. You're, you're trying it right now. It's outstanding. Always yeah, outstanding. This is a great place to be. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No. They do great work here. We appreciate it every Monday here at Jake and Joe's in Waltham. We'll come back with more with the coach after this from Nissan. Anthony Brown under center. Toss sweep, and a flip to Smith. The former quarterback throws to Brown. Wide open. Touchdown, Boston College. How do you like that? 
That's good play. Jeff Smith to Anthony Brown, who has his first career touchdown catch. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Meter Perel. And it's great to have you with us as always. Boston College Football Show from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. Coach Adazio is left for a moment because we have a very special guest at the table. Her name is Katie Crowley, a very familiar presence around the BC campus, women's hockey coach. Katie, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. How are things going? I know probably not great after the (laughs) the weekend, but overall, are you excited for the season? Overall excited for the season. Uh, This past weekend was a little bit rough for us, but uh, we learned a lot, and, and I know we'll come back stronger this weekend. And when you look at your team entering every year, I know coaches are pessimistic by nature. You probably have to be. But what are you optimistic about? Um, We have uh, a lot of good players returning to our team, and and that's obviously something that's optimistic. That makes me optimistic. Um, You know, we have the reigning Patty Kazmaier winner. We have three Olympians coming back. Um, so we, we certainly have some, some players that we're looking forward to see, seeing through the season. And when you're building a program like you've done so well, you, I'm going to call it a dynasty. It's a dynasty. <laughs> we can put you right up there with Belichick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure about but, that. <laughs> but it's a, a bastion of consistency, which is something every coach strives for. So that's obviously a hallmark for you in the program. But when you're looking for a BC women's hockey player, what are you looking for? Um... We like to recruit kids that, uh, that you know, kind of have that drive and that desire to, to play at the next level. You know, you, you know if you're, you're getting a kid that wants to do that, then they, um, you know, they want to be good. They want to be successful. And, um, but also the right type of character that will fit into, fit, fit into what BC has. And, um, you know, I think uh, my associate head coach, Courtney Kennedy, has done a phenomenal job with uh, recruiting players that, really fit into our culture and, and fit into what we're trying to build, and, and that's why we've, we've been very successful. And has recruiting become more rigorous since you've been a head coach? Is it more difficult to get players? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's more women's hockey players playing, you know, so so at the younger levels there's more players, and uh, obviously that that makes the, the pool even bigger and bigger, but, um, you know, we're, we're happy to be where we're at and and, and we know uh that that uh, our school definitely attracts some high-end talent and, and some high-end character kids what do you see has been the biggest improvement even in the last 10 years in terms of a caliber of player um good question uh i i would say the whole game itself has stepped up at a, a level you know um with the the olympics every four years you see a huge growth in the amount of girls playing and i think after those four years you know they start playing when they're younger and i think you just see the growth from there and and uh you know i think the players are stronger they're smarter they're they're uh, starting to do off ice workouts at a younger ages probably um and the high school teams are better and i, I think that's what makes it exciting what are the numbers in terms of uh, women's hockey now around the country is it is it exponentially more teams oh yeah oh yeah i mean when i was younger there were probably three or four three three teams in massachusetts and now there's i can't even tell wow. you how many there's so many yeah yeah well that there's was just so like five different... years ago when you Yo, yeah yeah right <laughs> come on <laughs> we we should mention oh by the way those of you that don't know 20 years ago you're on a gold yeah. medal winning team you just just told me off the air you had a reunion mm-hmm. with many outstanding players and i think you can look back at that was that the seminal moment for women's hockey like we think of women's soccer 1999 world cup yeah i think so for sure um 
you know, when I was in high school and, and found out that the, you know, women's hockey was going to be in the Olympics, that was a major stepping stone for our sport. And I think, uh, you know, being able to play in that, in those games and seeing the growth since then. And then you really truly see it every four years now when, when it, uh, you know, women's hockey is really uh, on TV a lot more and, yeah. and a lot more public. And I, I think, uh, you know, after that 98 team, it sparked a lot of young kids playing and, and really started growing. What do you remember bo most about that group? <laughs> Uh, it's hard not to say my teammates. I mean, that team was, uh, it w that Olympics was the first for every single person on that team. And um, I, I think it just made it special that we all, all 20 of us went through it at the same time. And, and uh, to come out with the gold was obviously surreal for all of us. We were the underdog in, in those Olympics. And, um, you know, I think, I think our, you know, we're all still really close and, and have stayed really close, which is, has made it uh, really fun. Uh, it always fascinates me. What's that experience like? Do you, do you, do you live in the Olymp Olympic Village? Do you, do you fraternize with other athletes? What's that like? Yeah, we do. Um, it, that's the part that uh, is is pretty exciting because you go in, you know, you go into a dining hall and and that's where you see uh, everyone. You know, I remember uh, being up at the in '98. I was up at the, um, you know, getting a a drink and um, and someone came up next to me and was like, "Hi, how you doing?" And I looked up and I'm like, good, how are you? And I walked back to my table with my water or whatever. And I'm like, guys, Wayne Gretzky was just right next to me. You know, like just said hello to me. And it was, wow. you know, a shocking, you know, you're like, wait, that doesn't happen. That is cool. But you're, you know, that you're, awesome. yeah. And you get to meet all the different U.S. athletes and you're all in the same, living in the same buildings and, and whatnot. So um, it really makes it for a tight knit group. So it's cool. Do you find that you, as a coach, you've taken a bit from everybody you've played under? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and going back to, I would say, high school, too. You know, um, my high school softball team was a very good softball team, and our coach was, was a tremendous coach and really taught us discipline even at that, that level. And, and uh, I think I, I take a little bit of what he taught me, a little bit of what my college coach, Digit Murphy, taught me. And then, I've, you know, I was coached by Ben Smith for almost 10 years, so um, certainly took some stuff for him, from him and, and – uh, and still really talk to all three of them, so it's pretty cool for me to, to learn from them. And Ben was unique because he made the transition as a men's coach to a women's coach. Do you right. think that will happen more in the future? Um, it, I think it has. Start, it has happened. Um, I'm hoping that more women get involved in coaching, and, and uh, you know, for for whether it's younger levels or college or whatnot, but, um, you know, there's there's the more hockey that's played, hopefully more women will get involved and, and start coaching too. And Boston College, obviously, as we mentioned, a powerhouse. But this year, when you look at the schedule, we all kind of look down the road. It's just human nature. What do you see in terms of this team's development? What do they have to do to be successful? Yeah, I think I think uh, I think once we really start learning to to play with each other, you know, we talked about it after our first game this year, this this past weekend that. Um, we weren't necessarily playing selfish, but we weren't playing as a team. And and uh, we started to in the second and third period. I was really happy with what we saw and, and, and how we played in the second and third. We just couldn't put one by. And their goalie was the Olympic goalie from this past year. So she uh, wow. she obviously had a great season last year as well. So it was tough to get one by her in that second game especially. But um, I thought we really started to play well in the second and third. And hopefully we carry that over with Syracuse this Saturday.
Syracuse is, is back in the, back on the ice. Huh? Yeah, we call it our ACC challenge. <laughs> I always wondered why. Here's Syracuse. You're in a hockey hotbed in central New York, and you don't have a men's hockey team. I know. I can't believe it. Isn't that yeah. bizarre? Yeah, it is. Twist of fate. Who knows? <laughs> Too much emphasis on basketball, I guess, in the orange uh, land. But, Katie, thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Best of luck this year. Thank you very much. No doubt another blockbuster season. <laughs> No thank pressure, though. <laughs> Katie Crowley, women's hockey coach at BC. We thank her on the BC Football Show. Coming back, we'll preview NC State with the coach after this from Bletzer and Bletzer. Tight end in motion to Dreezy from right to left. Brown, the snap, the hand off the glides, pushes forward. Ben Glides is in. Touchdown, Boston College. Ben Glides is the eagle in the end zone, and he has had a superb afternoon. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, let's go back to Jake and Joe's with your host, John Meter Perel. Ben Glines, the redshirt junior from Cincinnati, 23 carries, 120 yards, and a one-yard touchdown, as you just heard against Temple and the Eagles, 45-35 win as they improve to 4-1 and one with NC State on the horizon. And Coach Ben Glines runs with great pad level. He's an outstanding warrior, as Frank Perano calls him. Those type of guys, you've done a terrific job with your staff. You recruit those type of players, and you, de- you develop them. You said from the get-go, BC, when you came here, it's a developmental program. And Ben Glines is that poster boy type player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he is. He played a great, obviously, St. X guy in Cincinnati, and we've had great success out of that school, obviously. Um, but uh, he's, he's a tough guy, uh, super athlete, uh, played you know, running back in high school. Um, really versatile, uh, so uh, you know certainly a guy coming into his own right now, no doubt. Puts you in a tough spot when you consider that he, as productive as he was, assuming that Dylan is good to go. Would you ever consider platooning these guys to for just for the changeup, since they're both pretty effective? Well, we have to. I mean, AJ, you know, Ben AJ yesterday uh, Saturday had 28 carries, and Ben had like. I don't know what it was, 21 maybe? 23. 23. I mean, so, I mean, there's enough to go around. I mean, yeah. you know, so it just, you know, it's the way it is. I mean, we need two to three running backs in every game, right? I mean, so there's plenty of opportunity. It was what was encouraging from our standpoint, understanding what your offensive philosophy is. Uh, you got on schedule. Yeah. With, with, with glides. You, you did, too, with A.J. You were on schedule on first down. You're getting four, five yards on first down, and most of those first plays turns, turned into up-tempo offense, first downs, move the chains, yeah. and, and we saw the, uh, the science behind the, the, yeah. the art. There was a couple of times in that second half we were going really fast, and we were knocking them right off the ball, and we were really hitting it for five and six and seven and eight yards of carry and they couldn't get lined up and it was you could feel the surge that you're like you know here we go you know you're going to teeter them right now you know you could feel it um and we actually actually got off schedule and threw a play action pass that wasn't there that you know we we probably would have just peeled right through it into the end zone so you know once you get going with that it's a good deal you know but you got to get going Time now for the keys to the game, brought to you by the all-new McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, owned by BC alum Matt McGovern. They have a great selection of over 400 cars to choose from, 777 Washington Street in Newton. Of course, we always appreciate their support, and NC State, another stern challenge. As you, as you said, There's every week there's a challenge here in college football, but with NC State on the horizon, what are your keys to the game? 
Well, I think first and foremost, we've got to stop the run on defense. I mean, there's no question about that now. We've got to stop the run. We've got to be able to handle the deep balls, the deep shots. Um, on offense, um, we're going to go at a high rate of speed. Try to go faster than we did last week. Um, we want to push the ball down the field a little bit more vertically this week if we can. Uh, so I think, you know, those are in, 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 in take care of the ball. The ball, the ball, the ball. What does that mean? Take care of the ball means, you know, don't throw in interceptions, you know, don't, don't fumble the ball, take care of the ball. No turnovers. Five games in Anthony Brown. You happy with his maturation? Very, yeah. I thought Anthony played uh, quite well Saturday. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's working on all phases. I mean, he's played well each and every week. I think the one week he would tell you he was disappointed was a week ago, but I thought he bounced back Saturday and played really well, threw the ball well. Uh, he's going to get better every week. He's just, you know, he's a young guy and uh, working real, real hard at it. Five weeks into the season, this is about where teams begin to, their personalities begin to emerge. Right. Is this where you thought your team would be back in August going into week six? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is where we'd, you know, we'd hope to be 5-0 and right now, okay? Um, you know, and uh, we're, you know, we're 4-1. and So, um but the style of our play, um, we're physical, we're fast, we're explosive. Um, you know, we're, we, we, we can come at you in the run game and the throw game. Um, we're explosive in special teams. We're explosive at a lot at times on defense in a lot of ways, and we're explosive on offense. I'd say I'd like us to be more consistent mm -hmm. at this point. We're a little, you know, I, I'd like us to be more consistent. Um, but... We're probably a little ahead explosive-wise. I mean, you know, we're averaging, I guess, over 40 points a game or thereabouts, right? Most yeah. points by BC in program history through five weeks, 216. Yeah. And we're, we're running a lot of plays, which is what we wanted to do, especially this past week. Um, and we're utilizing everybody. It's not a one-dimensional, you know, offense. As good a job as AJ's done, I mean, we're utilizing everybody. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I just think, like I said, on defense, we got to get back there. We got to make sure we're stopping the run on defense. We got to keep the turnovers going and keep the sacks and the interceptions and all that, but stop the run. And the kicking game, Danny Lawman did a nice job. He did. And Colton Lichtenberg, you said earlier today you may get him back. Where does that stand? Well, we'll see. I think there's a shot we get him back this week. Um, Danny did a great job. Uh, John Testor did a great job. You know, we knew we'd have to redshirt one of these guys, and you know, probably going to look towards redshirt and John because Danny has to do the kickoffs. So going to have to burn his red shirt for that because Colton probably won't be able to do that. I mean, that would probably, that's what caused the injury to begin with. So, yep. um, you know, we're making progress, you know. Uh, young guys, not a lot of experience except for Colton, but he hasn't even really played a lot. <laughs> so, you know, we got to keep improving there, you know. Um, that's important. And we still have too many starters running down the kickoff team and everything, you know, wearing guys out right now. I'd like to see some of the younger guys pick up some of those roles. You give them a little bit more responsibility during the week, and then it's baptism by fire. Or is that is that how that works? Working the young guys in. You know, I, I just think it's got to be earned, and I got to earn trust. And you know, I'm not going to take a chance of having a play hurt us by someone who's not ready to be on one of these coverage teams until I see it week, day you know day in day out, week in week out. So I'm slow to pull the trigger. I tried earlier to get some of these young guys, and it got a little chaotic with that. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I will say that uh, you know, the success you're having in kick returns, in particular kick, kick off returns, the execution has been remarkable. 
four shots last week. Man, okay, I'll negotiate down to three shoestring tackles. Otherwise, gone. He's gone. It's six points. Yeah. No, I know we're close. And it's and it's the execution being at the level that we're at. I get to see the whole field, and I see people just getting hats on hats on hats on hats, and the and you see that that door open up, and you got. We're due for one. Let's let's hope it comes Saturday. A wide expanse for Michael Walker. Another great game for him. Coach Dazer, great to see you. Good Thanks, luck, John. Saturday. Yep, Pete. Thank, thank you. Coach. Good to hey, see you guys. See you Always a pleasure here at Jake and Joe's and Waltham. Special thanks for, to Katie Crowley for dropping by as well. And, of course, Jason Baum from the BC Sports Information Office. Our producer, Steve Chachio, and Wolf Golke back in the IMG studios. Join us on Saturday at noon, BC at NC State. Kickoff time, 1230. For Pete Cronin and Steve Adazio, I'm Jami DePerel. Have a great week, everybody. Good night from Jake and Joe's. You've been listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Join us on Monday nights throughout the season here on the Boston College IMG Sports Network. The Boston College Football Show has been sponsored by Bud Light, Dilly Dilly, McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you, Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. The Boston College Football Show is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.